Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of Shaky's Cricketing and Sports Journeys. Uh, today, I'm, uh, I'm recording nice and early in the morning in the UK uh, because I've been joined by a special guest at the other side of the world in, uh, in sunny Australia. Um, a welcome to the show, Ben Lachlan. How are you, Ben? I'm good, Shaky boy. How are you, mate? Yeah, it's good. I'm very good, mate. Very good. Good, good, good to see. Good to see your face. You haven't, you haven't changed a bit. You still look like that little sixteen, that little eighteen, nineteen-year-old that came over to Scotland many years ago. Yeah, still shaving once a month, so that's good. Um, but no, yeah, it's been a while, buddy. Looking yeah, forward no, to having the chat. Yeah, no, I'm very much looking forward to. It. Before we go into having the chat, I just want to give the viewers an introduction. I'm sure a lot of them will know you, especially the ones that are tuning in from Scotland. But Ben Laughlin, um, right arm, medium fast bowler. Um, he can he can bat a little bit as well. Absolute <laughs> gun freak fielder, and I really I really mean that. I mean you're talking Jonty Rhodes like, and um, the teams that he's played for. Now now brace yourself for this, people. Adelaide Strikers, Brisbane Heat, Canterbury, Chennai Super Kings, Guyana Amazon Warriors, Hobart Hurricanes, Queensland, Quetta Gladiators, Rajasthan Royals, Sunrisers Hyderabad. I could probably find a few more, but you know I'm I'm out of breath as it is after that. But no, you know, amazing, amazing background, amazing. Um, you know, travelled all over the world. Um, but yeah, Benny, you know, you know, all, tell me, you know, I want to take you all the way back. Start start the story at the, you know, right right at the top, which was uh, your childhood. You were born in the third of October, nineteen eighty two. Uh, born in Victoria, in Australia. Take me back, mate. Tell me, tell me about your, tell me about your childhood, family background. Um, yeah. So for those that don't know, my old man was a cricketer. So dad played a little bit of Test cricket for Australia back in the uh, in the World Series days, so late seventies. So cricket's pretty much in our family. So um, yeah, born in Melbourne. Mum and dad were in Melbourne, and uh, dad was still playing for Collingwood. So yeah, I remember going down to Collingwood, which is a big AFL side, but they've got a cricket team as well. So. Um, down there and then I uh, sort of remember running around there a bit but then we moved to Queensland in um, what was that 1990 so I was about eight years old I was in grade three I think mm-hmm. um, yeah and then uh, dad kept playing up in Brisbane for a club called Winner Manly which you know shaky yeah yeah and yeah. Um, yeah dad played for a couple of years I think he captain coached when I was about 10 or 12 and yeah I was always running around I'd go to training every Tuesday Thursday night was always around it but um Fortunately, my father wasn't a very pushy dad, so um, there was never any pressure to play cricket. So I didn't, I, to be honest, I don't think I really liked the hardball. I was just a bit scared and I was a pretty little kid. So um, I never really pursued cricket much until um, I think mum tells a story. I might have been 15 or something or 14. And I came into the kitchen and asked mum, do you mind if I go down and play cricket? And dad overheard in the, in the other room and he was fist pumping in the air. I said, yeah, yeah. Loving it. All his non, non-pushing had finally come back and I wanted to play. So, yeah, yeah I, was, so I was always around a cricket club and always part of Winter Manly. And, uh, yeah, finally sort of got into it, 15, 16 sort of thing. Which so, is probably any other sports, Ben? Compa- in your, in your, um, in your, first sport your... was basketball. All right, yeah, okay. My mum my coached my button. I think we used to play like under fives or something. And I remember couldn't even throw the ball high enough to get into the ring as a basketball player. But um, I think a lot of, yeah, heaps of basketball, as up until probably 15 as well, I really loved mm-hmm. basketball. And I reckon that's where a lot of my um, movement from fielding and sideways and stuff all comes in from, from lessons learned 
playing that as a young kid, but um, I pretty much played anything, Shaggy. Whatever was going on, I would play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a hell of a lot of individual sport, like, um, or like running or athletics or swimming and stuff, but more so um, team stuff and ball sports and all that. Yeah. Enjoy that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if it, did you have any siblings? I've got an older sister, yeah, who's older sister. Four years older okay. Than me. Yeah. But so um, she, yeah, did, so did she play sport? Was it because it sounds like the family? Uh, she up. was basketball too, yeah. Jody played a lot of basketball and netball and things like that. So yeah, sport's a pretty big part of our family still is. Dad still plays golf and watches way too much sport and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So um yeah, that was it. So yeah, what was that, fifteen, sixteen, and then started playing at school and down at Wynnum, but I was ordinary. I was a very average cricketer as a young fella. Um, never made any junior rep teams or anything. So my first rep game was for Queensland at 25 or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm not going to lie to you right now. When you came over to Scotland, and I'm going to, I'm going to I, 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 I don't, I'm, I'm, I, you obviously, we'll, we'll talk about that. It's a great family background. Great, you know. You came over to Scotland for the first time. Would you have been 18 or 19? Uh, yeah, 18, I reckon. Yeah, I, reckon I might have just been 18. Yeah, you had a season at Fergusley and Paisley. Yeah, to I was start at Fergusley. With. Yeah, and then my best friend Steen came over as well. So, and Steen got to play with you at Clydesdale. Yeah, that's yeah, right. And I was at Fergusley, and Steen and I lived together. And uh, yeah, oh, I had a lovely, awesome time. Like, yeah, when you, when you look back now, you go, I had a crappy job folding t shirts and getting couple of quid an hour and whatever and I think it rained we played the first game and then we got washed out the next seven weeks I think yeah but yeah. um you had the tough season I don't think you had the best season though because you you, you were injured you were injury prone in that in that first year weren't you um I feel like I played a fair bit I might have hurt my back towards the very yeah, back I think end. you hurt, I your, back. Back I think you hurt your back a little bit yeah but uh Oh, I think you may a bit harsh, Jackie. I reckon I got a few. No, no, no. I just, I just remember <laughs> playing against you first time. I remember my memory. Yeah. So this is, so this is the memory of, of me knowing you now, Ben. Yeah, so yeah. So you obviously mentioned, you obviously mentioned Big Steno, good, good, good yeah. friend of mine. Had some great times with them over here, and obviously you were at Ferguson. Ferguson and Clydesdale were massive rivals. So yeah, the banter yeah. was already flowing. You're not shy of a word, Benny boy. Yeah, yeah. Definitely not. No, shy we had some good fun. We had some um, good fun. No, but in fact, yeah, Steno was miles in front of me. I think we played a final first time at Clydesdale. First time was the first time I played yeah. against you, and I'm you were you were a med, you were a medium you were a medium paced oh, bowler. You know, you, you, I remember yeah. you were putting it in that kind of slot that day, and I, I was finding you quite nice to drive. And there was you yeah. know, was it wasn't wasn't much there. I didn't I didn't, it wasn't <laughs> nah. something, I didn't watch you and think you know this guy this guy's gone. You know, you were you were like yeah. you say you were, you were a late developer. The following yeah. well, year, well, I think if you like, so Yasser would have been the pro that year. Well, I think Yas and I are about the same age. And yeah. like he was miles in front of me, wasn't he? Like Yeah. Yeah. At that point, yeah. at that point, yeah. A, yeah. You wouldn't have thought you wouldn't have thought you knew Yasser was probably gonna go on. Yeah, just back to that. I think we won that final though. You did win the final. You did win yeah. the final. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and you and, and, and you you reminded us you reminded us of Jonathan <laughs> and Benny as well. Um, but then things things changed. Um the following year. Um, you, you came back and this time you came to Clydesdale now, yeah two years after I reckon Steno came back the next year and then I came Steno came, came back the next year that's the right the year after yeah and then you came back the next year now again yeah my relationship with you didn't start very well Benny no um, we, went, we went besties <laughs> <laughs> I remember a net session at Clydesdale like one of the first net sessions we had um, yeah. and I chose not to wear a helmet just being a bit cocky I think thinking, <laughs> you know this is it, 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 he can't hit me in the head 
And you yeah. ran in probably three balls in a row just to let me know what you thought about it. And you bounced me every <laughs> single ball. And it finished with the third ball. I threw my gloves out the net. I spat my dummy out. And I remember running at you with a kick it back. And I was like, oh, <laughs> and Colin, and Colin Mitchell had to get in the middle and say, calm it down. And you know what? Sometimes you need moments like that because from that moment on, I think we became really good mates. I mean, we had a yeah. great season together. We won the league. We won the National League. Yeah. You were fantastic for Clydesdale. I mean, that's when I started realising, I mean, you're a, you're, you're a special bowler. But talk to me about your memories of, of that season and, you know, playing with Yasser and all the, all the rest of the guys in the club. Yeah, well, we had a pretty good team. So, at Clydesdale, it was... Um... Yeah, it wasn't the hardest job. I was the amateur still, so I was sort of, I think I'm almost a bonus looked at in those senses that if you come over and you're actually any good, it's a, it's a big win. So I was just sliding in behind Yasser and trying to do my thing. I reckon I got a couple of runs too that season, but from the guys who were in that squad and quite young, a lot of the boys, they all went on to play for Scotland, most of mm-hmm. them. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, and then we had the older boys of, Mitchell, Keith, and big Greg Williamson. Didn't yeah. Is that, have I missed yeah, someone? Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely oh, and right. big Jody Mitchell bowling the outswingers as well. Yeah, very, yeah, yeah. Bowling some heat. Big Jody getting yeah. those outswingers. Yeah. No, we had yeah. a bit of everything. We had Ross Lyons. We obviously we went, went on to play for his country as well. Um, yeah. Kazin Fadi, Andy Hislop as keeper. You know, we really yeah. did have a have a steady, steady team. Yeah. So, no, it was just good fun. I just, I'm annoyed that my creeding hasn't brought me back to England. Um, so I could sneak up and yeah, I haven't been out like due to the visa stuff. I've never actually qualified for a visa to play in England. So I've never been right, not that I got a gig or anything, but I've never been actually able to have a chance. So I haven't been able to get back to Scotland much at all. So, but I do know it's one of those places where I get random texts from boys once a year here and there, but when I do get back there, I'll rock up at Clydesdale and there'll be the same 10 people at the bar and, It'll be like nothing's changed, sort of thing. So that's yeah. No, we'd love yeah. to love to see you. We'd love to see you over here, man. I think you would, yeah. there'd be a lot of blocks, a lot of blocks that would come down to, to come down to catch up with you, Benny. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, it was at that stage as well, Ben, that you must have like seen something in me, um, and you took me to the side. You know, towards the end of the, I think it was because you had two seasons at Clydesdale as well, didn't you? You came back to back at Clydesdale. I came back and did half a half a year as a pro. I think yes, had to leave. That's right. Year, That's so right. We won the league. We won the league games. that year. We won the league that year as well. We won back to back to back titles. Um, yeah. And you suggested that I should come to Australia, um, and come to come to win a manly and and see how I get on. Um, yeah. And, and you know, I came over to Australia, young young boy, been away experiencing <laughs> South Africa already. Came over to Australia. And, you know, for all the viewers out there, I, I, I specifically just want to say, you know, you looked after me, Benny, you know, from the from the moment I attended the first net session when I didn't see it under lights, got snicked off and Neville, the coach, <laughs> made me go and do runs, which I was raging about because I'd been waiting all week to bat. And I remember that whole week waiting to come back and bat again and face you. I'd called Rosario. You know, there's David yeah. Hutchinson there with that pink ball. And I was thinking, these guys are not getting me out. I am not going to do those runs. <laughs> Um, but I mean, great, great memories. I used to come and visit you a lot. You were living with Stino at that point. You boys had yeah. a great, great, uh, great pad, and uh, you even invited all me and all the academy boys one day to come to your house for a house party. So yeah, I've always wanted to to say to you. I know I probably did before I left, but just again, you know, thank you very much for everything you did for me, Ben, because you know it meant a lot to me. You really looked after me. I know um, Harry Singh. He came over as well, and he always talks about how well you looked after him. So you know, you know, you're a, you're a top times. man. No, it was good times, and I think very, that's very, just 
playing in Scotland, I reckon there's a big part of that that, I don't know, you guys, we got looked after so well when we were there. We didn't, never needed for anything and everyone looked after us at, at all the clubs or Fergus Lee and Clarsdale where I played. Mm-hmm. So whenever anyone comes out, yeah, love to catch up with them and see them and look after them because I feel we owe so much for the experience that I got given over there. Yeah, it was great fun. But it was, good, I think what I loved about you coming out, Jackie, was trying to show how different the two worlds are of cricket. Yeah. As in um, how everything's... Well, I felt like at Clarsdale, you get beautiful ground and everything's there and training sort of set up a bit. Whereas you come to Oz and it's fend for yourself and figure yeah. it out the hard way almost. Yeah. yeah. So it was, um, it was cool. I really liked the, the two, being able to see both of them. No, it toughened me. I always talk because, I mean, I've, I've managed to get over and play cricket in South Africa. I played first-class cricket in Pakistan. They were tough, but I always talk about my time playing in Australia as the toughest yeah. time, you know. Unfortunately, I didn't quite break into the first-grade team. You had hopes that I was going to break into that, but there was a strong team, man, at Wynnum Manly. Yeah. There was a lot, of great, yeah. a lot of boys playing for Queensland at that time. Um, so it, it, wasn't an easy, it wasn't an easy team to break in. I ended up opening the batting for the second team most of the season. Um, you know, yeah. I, got, I, did, I did all right. I got 100 by the time I was out there. Um, but I'll never yeah. forget getting introduced by Neville, the coach, the first time I arrived. Um, and he said, uh, and he, this is where in Australia, they don't mean it in any type of way, but he just said he, he got about 50 guys round and he went, oh, all right, mate, right, yeah, all right. Just uh, this is shaky, Scottish packing. We've just signed this, coming over from Scotland. And everyone was like, I remember you went up to him and you were like, Neville, you know, you, 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 can't, you, can't, you can't phrase it like that. Over there, that gets taken a little bit differently. And he's like, oh, yeah. my God, oh, no, Shaggy's a good bloke. And he's hugging me and everything else. And I don't know if you remember, Benny, we had a, we had a, a sprint that day. Now, you always used to be shocked about this. The whole club, Neville set us up for a 100-meter sprint, and I beat all of you Australians. This year? You don't remember? So it must have been, you used must to race the first time you ever run. You could, oh, you couldn't God. accept oh, when you were at Clydesdale that I could beat you, and you used to go and challenge me in the Clydesdale. I would beat you. And you'd yeah. be like, "You're so slow in the field, shaky. How can you, how yeah. can you beat me?" I just didn't get it. I didn't get it. You don't chase leather balls like that, do you? No, look, yeah. it's, it's great to great to go down memory lane with you. It really is. Um, but let's 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 move on. Let's let's talk about um, Ben Laughlin, the cricketer now, the professional, the guy that I thought. Didn't have, I didn't really have high hopes for you, Benny, and the, the young kid didn't think it was going to, to, and it's interesting to hear you say that as well. But you had three seasons at Wynnum Manly. I think by the time um, I was about to leave, you were really starting to make your name at that point. You know, every Saturday you were taking wickets, you were really getting, really getting ruffling up some feathers. Tell me, tell me when it started clicking for you. Um, Probably after that last, no, no, before my last name, probably the second, the first time I went to Clydesdale, came back from there and I think I had three really good summers in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were basically my first three summers in first grade. So uh, I think I was leading wicket-taker possibly all three years for the, for the comp. And, um, mm-hmm. But I think the first year I would have been bowling with the keeper up still, I'm pretty sure. So mm-hmm. it was just military mediums. And then I'm not sure if my body got harder or I just realised that... Um, there was more effort and violence that needed to go into your action to generate more pace or whatever. But yeah, it sort of just progressed up. And yes, after those three years, I, um, I jagged a second 11 game by fluke. Um, our friend Craig Rosario, who was probably a lot more gifted than I was, who's six foot eight and used to yeah. go a lot faster than me actually pulled out. So I got the call up to come in the next day and, and bowled really well in that game. And that got me into the last shield game of the Queensland um, summer, yeah, down at the yep. MCG. And then um, 
went okay in that not not earth shattering but probably pass mark and then on the back of that got my first contract for, for Queensland so that was I mean the, a big thing that happened for you around 205 206 was you won the Peter Burge medal as the best grade cricketer now yeah I just I just want to put this out there you had a stress fracture Benny before that for a few for a year or so you, you really suffered with your back I remember you had time over in Scotland as well and and you bowled or you took up off spin for a while yeah, so I um I probably had three stresses back to back um on the bounce and I just sort of got fed up with bowling. So I um went back to third grade and played third grade as a batter just with some mates and we'd have beers on Friday nights and then go and try and slog a few and I think I got bored halfway through the year and thought I'd just start tweaking some offies out and slid into second grade as an off spinner and did really well and then ended up playing first grade as an off spinner. And um someone got hurt, so I think I had to bowl Offies and medium pace with the second new ball or something, and generally phased phased into just bowling pace. So, but that's so those that haven't seen me, I've got an off spinning slower ball, and that's um that's where it all got grooved from. It was all that bowling thousands of balls of off spin, and then it sort of just worked its way into my repertoire. Yeah, yeah. So you, but, um, you yeah, you won, the, won, the you, won, you won that, you won that, you won that award, Benny. Proud moment for yeah. you. You know, that, that yeah, kind massive. Of a, Gave you the confidence. Yeah, so oh, yeah, I used to look at guys that won the Burge and medals like that around the around the country, and they were they were all superstars that would go on and play for Australia and all that. And I was, yeah, I didn't even dream about playing for Australia because I didn't think I was. It wasn't even realistic. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. That sort of yeah gave me some fire. I think that might have been my first full year in first grade too. So, I wasn't really known or anything like that. So it was, um, yeah, it was cool, and I. Nothing really came off it, as in I don't think I got picked in any squads or anything like that, but I think it just people just recognised and remember to watch the next year for that name. And, yeah, it all sort of started snowballing from there. And probably the belief to keep training harder and doing all those things that, yeah, you probably forget about. But, yeah, all the, all the running and all that stuff and gym work that goes on to get to that stage. Yeah. No, I mean, that's one thing I remember well about you. You train, you train hard every training session. I mean... You came out and you, you would any fielding drills or anything you would you would you would push the other guys around you as well. In particular, me quite often when I was training with you, you know, the lazy in the field. Um, but and you, you loved it. You loved getting yeah, getting yeah. a scrap with me in the field. It was good fun. Yeah, yeah. You, you, we, I, um, we had that love hate. We had that love hate relationship. I mean, your first well, scalp think... though, first class debut. You got uh, you got quite a big first scalp. You know, a big Australian superstar Cameron White. How did you the how bear. did you get him? Do you remember it? Yeah, just back of a length and he just nicked one away moved away a little bit nicked it to second no maybe the keeper i can't even remember but yeah it was just a little bit away it wasn't a great shot from whitey but it was all right yeah i can remember him because i've only taken about 10 first class wickets haven't i so it's um it's a bit easy to remember those in the t20 ones that's for sure <laughs> listen i think you did the smart thing mate bowling first class cricket for many many years would take it take its toll on any anyone's body you've uh, you've been able to i mean t20 the four overs if I was a bowler, I'd yeah, be... I, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't still be playing for sure if I'd been playing a lot of red ball cricket. But, it, but it, by no means was it. Um, was it my decision? It was um, just the way my game grew. Yeah, evolved. I was. I was just no good at red ball. My wrist position and some finer detail things aren't aren't very good for red ball. So, um, which I tried to fix and change and make myself better. But yeah, ended up coming to the assumption that I'll just. Try and get pretty good at the white one and see how that goes. 
Yep. 2008, you really announced yourself. I mean, you're, you're quite fond of this. We'll go on to talk about a few more that you do in your career, but you get your first six for. You got six for 23 yeah. in a list day game vs New South Wales. Um, the yeah, first which person is... to do that in two decades. You yeah. remember that day? I do remember that day. So that was my second game. And it was only the in my first game, which was a few days before, we were at the Gabba and we got rained out. I only bowled one over and we got washed out. Um, so it was basically my first game. Yeah, and so lucky to get success early. I just think it's such a massive thing. If you're a young kid coming in and you can get success in your first three games or something, it just opens up so many options mentally for you to be able to know that you belong and it does work. And especially the way that I bowl with slow balls and change ups. It's um, yeah. It just meant that what I had been doing in grade cricket is transferable against better players at, um, at the next level. So yeah, it was a great day. We're up in Cairns. We had like a, which is right up the top of Queensland, um, top of Australia. One of our home games, we moved up there for just to take it out to a regional center. So that was, um, yeah, great fun against, um, I think, I think Davey Warner and Steve Smith was playing that game. They would have been about 12, but, um, they were both playing. I can't even tell you if I got them out or not. But um, yeah, it was a good New South Wales team, and it was nice to get some success earlier, which was really cool. And just opened me up for the year to have a really good crack at it. And yeah, we had a really good year that year. No, you've uh, you had a, you had a very good, very good season. Which then um, in two thousand and nine. Now this is my last memory of of seeing you. Um, now this is where I'm going to I'm going to say this. I was surprised to see it at the time because. You know, when you were... You were I surprised. Uh, I, I, did, I had a feeling you'd go on... And, no, I definitely thought, Benny, you would go on and play first-class cricket. You had something about you. You were a, you're a real competitor. But playing for Australia, I mean, it, one of the strong... If not the strongest cricket-playing nation in the world. Uh, it takes a big ask, but you were selected um, for five ODIs and two T20 games to go to South Africa. And we, as Scotland, just happened to be in South Africa at the time, playing the World Cup qualifiers, which uh, I was part of the squad, Magic Hack was part of the squad, who were two ex-teammates of yours. Um, yeah. First and foremost, talk to me about when you got the call. Um, so we're actually in Melbourne. We were playing the Shield final. So we're in Melbourne getting ready for that. That would have been, yeah. Anyway, a couple of days before that, and I was a bit of a 50-50 to make the Shield final team. It was probably my, I didn't bowl very good the week before. And, Mm-hmm. Um, I got a call from the coach and he was like, come in to um, come and see me in my room. And I was like, shit, here we go. I'm going to get Rissa off for the final. Fair enough though. I, I didn't really deserve it. And I bumped into James Hopes in the foyer and Hopes, he's like an old lady. He just loves gossip and all that sort of stuff. And <laughs> he was like, just act surprised, act surprised. And I was like, what the hell is he talking about? Like, of course I'm going to be surprised. I've got dropped. So I walked in there and yeah, and our coach Trevor Barsby sat me down and said, oh, I want you to keep really focused on what we've got at hand, blah, blah, blah. But you've been picked to go on the Australian tour. And Whoa. it was like, I don't think I was shocked or anything. I was just like, well, that wasn't it. I didn't even, I'm pretty well planned out in my mind and I always have things sort of quite organized. And, and this wasn't even an option like to get picked to play for Australia. So yeah, it sort of came out of nowhere and it was back then like, like Mike accidentally just debuted probably a couple of years beforehand. Like you had to play 15 years of quality cricket or 10 years of quality mm-hmm. cricket before you could actually get a, a sniff in the Australian team. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. I was 
pumped around my old man. He couldn't talk to me. He started crying on the phone. So, um, yeah, it was cool. And then, um, yeah, we played the Shield final. Dirk Nannis tried to kill me because I <laughs> took his spot, he thought, so he just kept hitting me. Um, but, yeah, no, it was good fun. And then, yeah, off over to South Africa after that, So um, which was amazing. I didn't even know uh, more than half the guys I'd never met before. So I met them over there for the first time because they were at the back end of a, t- of a test series. But, um, yeah, amazing times. And you boys were all there. We are all at the Samson Sun, weren't we? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. So, I mean, we can talk about that in a second. But name some of the guys yeah. that you, you – the squad you were going into that you were – the, the oh, squad you were part of. Yeah, so it was – Ricky Ponting was captain. Michael Clark was vice-captain. Um, Hussey Brothers, Bracken, Johnson, Nathan Horitz. Uh, Haddon was keeping – Oh, who else am I missing? There's probably another couple of superstars that I'm forgetting about. But yeah, it was just a, the who's who sort of thing of a team. And um, I was, it was sort of the first time they've done the rotation almost. So I think Peter Siddle and Ben Hilfenhouse were playing the tests and they wanted to rest them post the test to um, get ready for Ashes or something that was coming up. So I came in. Yeah, is that sort of role? I think me, Brett Jeeves. Might have been the other quick. Yeah, I can't remember. It yeah, you're right. It but, was um, it was Brett, Brett, you and Brett G. Yeah. That came into the place, um, the other two. Yeah. So, yeah, amazing. And I remember I'd never met Ricky before. And um, we got to Joburg a couple of days before the test boys did. And then we were down in the – I was down having breakfast. And Ricky came up and said, oh, hey, Ben, Ricky, blah, blah, blah. Do you mind if I have breakfast with you? And like, yeah, one of the most <laughs> random – no, shit, Ricky, sit down, mate. That'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> So that was really cool. Um, yeah, and like to meet people like that and be able to play. Well, even now saying it, that I get to play with Ricky Ponting is, yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's funny you yeah. say that. I've already done a recording and it'll probably be out before your one comes out with a Fawad Emmett leg spinner. Um, yeah. And uh, he said the same thing when he got called in. Actually, Ricky Ponting helped him get his... Yeah, get his visa. Yeah, get his visa. So yeah. you know, clearly it's coming out here that there's, no, there's a reason Ricky Ponting led Australia as a captain for many years, and there's a reason he was so successful. I mean, he's a fantastic pundit as well. I love listening to his commentary. But it's interesting yeah. to hear that he's such a humble guy that you know, you know, oh. Ben Laughlin. You're probably thinking, does he even know my name? <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. It's surprising. Ricky's an absolute tragic. Like knows everything like he was talking about games that wouldn't have even been on tv that he'd got information from from someone else and yeah just everything and even like i was blessed when i moved to tassie after queensland that i got to play a fair bit with him and yeah and then you still see him around the traps commentating and all that so yeah i wouldn't say we're close mates what, but can, I can you get was mate, it just so you and him having breakfast that day oh, i think so yeah i reckon i was just down there by myself pretty early do you remember do you remember like i mean you don't need to tell me all, all the ends now is, is there anything that you remember just that he said to you, was it, was it just a, was it a welcome? Not there. Nah, yeah, I reckon I was a bit starstruck and can't really remember anything he said. But there was one during those first couple of games, there was, um, he'd come up to you at mid-off and I just remember him saying, almost, just, you know what you're doing, back yourself. Yeah, yeah like, full trust. And I'm like, why are you trusting me? You shouldn't be trusting me. Yeah, but like, <laughs> full trust in you, yeah, which was just amazing to get from such a, such a legend, yeah. And, and the rest of the blocks in the team, you obviously named so many big names. Did, did, did everyone welcome you? Did you feel really welcome in the squad? Uh, yeah, it's, it's different because I've never been sort of around the Aussie setup. You don't, like this, 
the players you sort of get to know and you might have come across them, at least you see them on TV. It's the other, the other 10, 15 back staff that you have. I had no idea who they are. Like I probably yep. couldn't even told you who the coach was before I got there. Like <laughs> just no involvement or no, like didn't think it was ever going to affect me. So I won't get to know any of these people. And then the strength coach and the assistant coaches and all this sort of stuff. So yeah, it was a sort of um, tough environment to jump into, especially because, I was probably the only one that didn't really know anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, no, awesome fun. Things that you stuff up that you wish you could do again because of... um, Yeah. yeah, How were the nerves, Benny? How were the nerves? Or did you... Um, Not too bad. Yeah, I'm not horrendous. I've never really been a massive nervous person. Um, Occasionally found myself or throughout the few Aussie games I've played over the course of a few years um, getting a bit lost in the games. Yeah, which... When you look back in hindsight, I mean, there would have been something there overawing you a little bit, whereas mm-hmm. rarely do I get lost in reading the game in a domestic T20. Yeah, just misreading some information that normally I'd be all over. Yeah. Yeah, big crowds as well. That you Bigger crowds than probably what you were used to. I mean, they were packed out stadiums. The Aussies were in town. South Africans were, you know, there's a big rivalry there. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Um, crowd, crowds never really affected me. Um, okay. The, the more the merrier. Yeah, I like um, shit more atmosphere. But yeah, it was definitely. I found it funny when I was doing laps of twelve man that all South Africans make sheep noises at the Aussies, and I was like, "That's that's not us. That's the Kiwis who are the sheep noises." But anyway, yeah, that was one of the small things you remember. Yeah, I'm sure you had a chuck back to a few of them, Benny. You, 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 yeah, you're not shy. Um, you no, took four yeah. you took you took four wickets in the series. Um, you know, by all by all accounts, you know you were. It wasn't probably, it didn't go probably, some people just straight lucky early on in their international career and it goes like a house on fire. You, you, you know, you, it, it didn't go probably as, as well as maybe you would have hoped. But listen, mate, you were there, you took four wickets for your country, you played against South Africa. Am I right in saying, Benny, that that was also the series that you took one freakish catch on the boundary line? Yep, yep. Can you just remind me, we had deep cover. Uh, where was I? Was I cover? Who was batting? Albie was batting. No, it would have been deep front of square, I reckon. Deep front of square. Albie Morkel. Yeah. Albie Morkel, Horitz, bold one, and he sort of slogged it high. And it would have landed yep. maybe a metre over the rope. This thing was yep. like a sky ball, though. And I sort of lipped up and sort of caught it and came back and somehow held my balance yeah the, the sad thing is with that Jackie that was about 3am in Australian time when that would have happened and no one saw it and I don't think I can find it on YouTube listen anywhere, mate so. that's why that's why I asked you there because I was <laughs> yeah. sure I would find it somewhere uh, even a picture yeah. of it just to, you know for yeah. when I do some posting after this or whatever and I can't find yeah. it I cannot find it and I, I tried to YouTube it to try and find it Not, <laughs> yeah. no footage if anyone could have been one of the greatest catches of all time it was you were flying in the air yeah people always ask me and I take other ones oh is that the best you've taken I'm like no this one in South Africa I took was the best but you'll never see it yeah no it's, 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 a, it's actually really, you're playing for your country man you'd think somebody would have snapped <laughs> it Somebody would have snapped yeah. it. But just before just before we go on, as I said earlier, we were we were out there as well, the Scottish boys. Um and you know the it was uh, the South Africans, Australia's were in the same hotel at Santon and then you had all the associate countries. So like I was getting in the lift, Davy Warner standing there, you know, pointing, strolling about Hashim Amla's walking by, and I'm just like uh, oh my god, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited by as you would have been playing for playing for Australia. 
Now, one yeah. thing, again, I, I talked about how humble and down-to-earth a guy you are, Benny. There was one night, myself, Majid Hack, I think it was Callum McLeod and uh, Navdeep Punia, we'd come into a Thai restaurant to have dinner, and you were about to have dinner with Ponting, Greg Blewett, to name a few people, because I'm pretty sure he was there as kind of, there was a few, and a few other big, I think, I think Dean Hills might have been there, or a few other people. And I think you just kind of excused yourself and said, you know, I've, I've got a couple of mates here. And you came and sat at our table and you had dinner with us. And, and, and you know what? That's, a tip. That, that's who you are, Benny. That's who you are. You're a, you're, a, you're a really, really humble, down-to-earth guy. On his first Australian tour, you know, you would have thought you would have been just glued and sniffing around. You, you know, you respect everybody. Everybody's human. doesn't matter who you are. And, and you know, we had, some good, we had some good meals out there. We came, we caught up, we used to come and visit your room, you'd pop down and see us. It, it kind of was, it maybe worked quite well, actually, that you had a few mates that you were, you were, you, you were comfortable with. Yeah, it was good. I just felt sorry for you guys because you had to share rooms. That's all I remember. Yeah. So, no, nah, it was um, good fun. Oh, what's this happening there, Shaggy? We good? No, we're don't back. worry about it. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was cool. Yeah, I do. Yeah, there was, I just remember there being so many cookers in that hotel and the lift. The lifts were nightmares because there were thousands yeah. of people trying to get up in that lift. But no, oh, was, yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I'm all as, as I said, I have such fond memories of playing in Scotland that, um, yeah, I'll go out of my way to catch up with anyone I play with over there. It's, it's just such a good time and good, yeah, it was great fun to be over there. So, yeah, I'll catch up with anyone. It's only punter, it's, it's all right. Yeah, look, awesome memory <laughs> for me as well. Last time, last time I seen you in face to face in life. At the time, you take these moments for granted, and you're just like, "Oh, you know, we might catch up again at some point." I've, yeah. I've never had the never had the pleasure of, of seeing you again, or really probably talking to you until this moment now on a, on a screen. Um, so yeah. no, I look back now, and it's a, a, you know really really fond memory. And obviously, I was excited for you. You know, Ben Lachlan just been playing a couple of years back in in Scotland for Clydesdale. We won a couple of titles together, and now you're playing for Australia. So this comes back to what we said at the start. I was a bit like Benny. Australia, <laughs> mate. Like, yeah. and you're just like, oh yeah, shaky, yeah, yeah, it's great, man. That's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah and then when you, you know you got left out of the Australian team after that, you weren't selected for like the follow-up series. You, you had a really bad stomach injury. Yeah. So um, so post that we went straight to um, Dubai, and I played a couple of ones against Pakistan, and then. Um, yeah, after that, though, that was pretty much our summer gone, and I got left out of the T20 World Cup in England post that. So, um, okay. yeah, it was annoying. And then, yeah, I made a horrible decision body-wise. So I was playing with Mitch Johnson and Dougie Bollinger and, I don't know, Ben Hilfenhaus and these guys who all bowled rockets. Like, they were bowling yeah. high 140s and swinging yeah. out. And I was bowling 132s, so... And these guys, they were big men. They were heaps bigger than me. So I made the decision to, I need to get bigger, stronger, bowl faster. And mm-hmm. I think I came home and put on 10 kilos, maybe more, maybe 12 kilos. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, horrible, horrible decision. So yeah, spend all your time trying to get big. And then uh, first game of the year, I tore my ab. First sure game of the year I played. And that was probably, a, ended up being, a, oh, it might've been eight, nine, 10 week injury. And then came back for one game and tore my oblique the next game. And that was pretty much season over. So from then on, I've always, yeah, had to lose my 10 kilos again and get back to being skinny. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, I think, I think you're suited more. You're, you're, you're never, I don't think your body structure 
not from no, knowing I... you and being around you. You're a you're a, you're a natural natural athlete. Um, I don't think being like that big. And let's be honest, you're probably not. You were probably never going to be a one forty plus kind of guy. You were more one mid. mid well, mid. if you look at if you look at the speed gun, Jack, you know, I'm a one forty plus. What have you been getting up to? I've seen you know some late ones that you know you can get it. What late one thirties? What's your what's your <sighs> quickest? About one forty three. Yeah, high one forty three. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think our guns are cranked up a little bit to make us look better, but um. Yeah, that's what good I've got gas, to. mate. Good that gas, mate. Good gas. Anything over one forty, then you should be maybe trying to push yourself into that right arm fast, not medium well, fast. When you, that was your bio that you said, so I was going to correct you, but no, no, I'm sorry. Crick info, crick info, <laughs> medium fast. I've got to go off what they say. So, but um, okay. I, I'll certainly back you, mate. If you're if you're one forty, if you're getting over the one forty clicks, then you should be you should be pushing into that into <laughs> that fast bullet club. Um, yeah. Two, 2011 to 2014, um, you you made a big move. You moved, you mentioned you well, played a bit more. I did make a big move, yeah. It wasn't my option, though. So, um, you yeah, got left out, you pretty much, your contract didn't get renewed at Queensland. Yeah, I got sacked from Queensland, um, yeah. So, you made and, the plunge uh, over, to the, over to the fish town. Um, over yeah, so in that Tasmania. was the first year of um, the Big Bash was kicking off, that, yep. the, um, as we know it now, was kicking off. So, I think I was in Scotland. Yeah, I was playing. I went and played in um, Kendall in the Northern League of Lancashire. Okay. And I actually remember I came. I came up to visit Clydesdale on our, our bye weekend, and yeah, that was when all contracts were getting signed for that. I remember signing it on the train on the way up. There you go. I forgot about that. I was staying at Jobby's place, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I have seen yeah. you again after that because I remember that visit. I remember yeah, that well. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, and then, um, yeah, so signed that. So I went down there with a Hobart Hurricanes deal, but not a Tassie deal. But the, the plan was to try and break into the Tassie team. So, um, yeah, had to make the move and sort of, yeah, pretty proud of myself for actually making that move. I think a lot of guys, when they get sacked, especially in Australia, it's a bit harder to move around there. It is playing the county stuff. Um, yeah, change life and move down there. So um, it worked well. So I got down there. I think I played a few grade games and, Grades down, it wasn't the best down there, so dominated that and got into the one day team and yeah, had a had a happy three years down there playing and three years of Hurricanes, which was yeah, awesome fun. So Ben, when you say that, did they did you just make the plunge to go there and try and break into the team, or did they show interest in you when you didn't get your contract? Yeah, um, I think it was all from my side. I was the proactive one saying, like, I want to get going. I can get into your one-day team. And okay. they were happy. That, to Tassie's credit, they were, yeah, come down. Doors are open. Yep. Obviously, can't give you a contract. But if you show us what you can do, you... Um, yeah, so in Australia, if you play, I think it's three or four one-days, you get upgraded to a contract and become part of the squad sort of thing. So I ticked that off, um, yeah, in the first four games, I think. So that was... That was cool, and yeah, loved it down there. Tassie's a great place for you, cricket. It's, um, it's a very simple life, easy to get around. Yeah, outside of a little bit of Scottish weather, it's it's not too bad. Yeah, no, I've been, I've been. We went there for the <laughs> under nineteen World Cup for preparation on the way out to New Zealand, yeah. and yeah, it's a really chilled out place. Very different from Brisbane, and you know <laughs> yeah. the fish fish town. And just you know, it seems like you're just in a nice wee, a nice relaxed 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 place. So it might have been a yeah. good place for you to take yourself just away from like maybe the, the big city of Brisbane, just distractions and really, really focus. A little bit, yeah. And just the challenge of meeting new people and new environments. And I've always been one that I think, cause I, I always feel like I'm not, haven't been that gifted skill wise and stuff, but people probably watch this and go, well, 
your dad played test cricket and you played for Australia, you probably got a fair bit of gifted, but yeah. always trying to prove people wrong that I am better than what I, than what you think I am. So I, I just yeah. saw that as another challenge to once you get sacked to move down and say, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not crap. I'm not done. I'm, I'm pretty good still. And um, yeah, proud of myself to be able to do that and come no, out the other side still playing now. Yeah. Shows a, shows a test of your character, Benny, because a lot of guys probably at that point would have thought, right, time to go and get a job. My career's ended, you know, and you've, 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 you've made the plunge and you, 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 you pretty much took to it again. Your old mates, New South Wales, man, I don't know what they've done to you to upset you, but you took yeah. another six four. You took another six yeah. four for, ta- for Tazzy. Um, against against New South Wales in a match. Do, do, do you remember that well? Yeah, I do. That was the second game again. So it was my second game for Queensland. I did that. And then second game yeah. for Tassie. So I think my first game was a bit different. We were at the MCG and I'm pretty sure we got Pogo for 350 or something. And I was like, wow, this, this isn't going to end well. And then, um, yeah, second game, a, a bit of a worse wicket at Monica in, in Canberra. And um, yeah, bowled pretty well and suited my slow balls nicely. So once again, getting that early early success and just feeling like you're part of it again. Yeah, it was just huge. So, no, it was a good day. Um, random day in Sunday, I think, in Adelaide, in um, ACT. So, not too much open on a Sunday night in the ACT back then. So, yep. not, not too much celebrating. But, no, it was good times. And then, um, yeah, I think that might have been the last year that in Australia we had the one day spread out the whole summer. It'd be every Wednesday or every second Wednesday or something. So that was, I much preferred that sort of format because you sort of played a game, you could reassess, work on some things during the week and then go into the next game and try and correct those things. Whereas the following year, they just made it all the three-week tournament sort of thing and you were just wham, bam, done sort of thing and your season was over by three weeks into it and I didn't really have much more cricket until the T20s would come around. So, yeah, but no, Tassie was good and got to play with some some great mates down there. Um, yeah, George Bailey and Ed Cowan and Hilfenhaus and Tim Payne and all these guys. Yeah, which was cool. Well, two guys, two guys you named there, both throwed and had a couple of uh, good, good, good spells throwing in Scotland. Ed Cowan, George Bailey, uh, George Bailey yeah. played. Well, both of them played for Scotland as well as the as the kind of overseas players. Um, two good, two good blokes, two outstanding, outstanding cricketers. I, I think Ed Cowan's actually been a bit, bit hard done by. You know, at the, at the top of the order for Australia. You know, I think he could have got a a lengthier period in the in the team. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't have to agree with that. That's for sure. Yeah. But both. I, 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 I'm to be honest, George has probably been hard done by as well. Yeah. I think George is captain. He had a period as captain, but I thought he did yeah. amazingly well in a transition period. And then it seems like he just, just gone out of favour. Yeah. Moving on. I agree with that. You did extremely well early doors in the beat. Uh, you know, in your competition, I would call it, I'd call the Big Bash Ben Laughlin's competition. I mean, you just took to this. You took you took you took to T twenty like an absolute house on fire. It's right up your street from playing cricket with you. You know, you're made for it. You're a you're a total all round cricketer. You do everything. You you give everything hundred percent. You do it all really well. So, and the one thing in your bowling that I've always uh, always associated with you with is you, you're always looking to take wickets. Is that that's something that you've had instilled in you from from youth? Um, oh, when, yeah, I know it might look like that. I just feel like that's nowhere near what my mindset is though, to take wickets. Um, it's always about restricting, restricting. And I think Mm -hmm. my belief is from restricting runs, errors come and wickets follow sort of thing. So that's my mind. Yeah. 
And I, I read, I think Habajan wrote something a couple of weeks ago saying he's always trying to get a wicket. Every ball is trying. And I'm like, I'm rarely am I. The only time I'm trying to get a wicket is if I feel the game's drifting or almost dead and I've got to roll the dice and have a big crack. Yeah, so it's, um, yeah, that's how my mindset's always worked and it's worked pretty well. Yeah, but I'm always feel like I'm sort of negative bowling, trying to keep runs down and, and everything else sort of flows from there. The reason I say that is because you bowl about six different balls and over. So is, that, <laughs> is that because, so now my thinking, trying to get inside, your thinking there is, is you read the game very well. So if a batter's trying to do a certain thing, you're thinking, right, how am I going to stop him scoring the next ball? I need to change it up here a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a tragic Jackie, so I watch way too much cricket and try and get as much info as I can from players. And yeah, so I don't really like looking at footage as in broken up segments of games. I prefer to watch whole games. And yeah, so I watch every Big Bash game for... How many years we got about ten years now, probably, and then I even watch all try and watch all the domestic one days just to get any info you can on the way guys will play a certain situation and their decision making and all that and that helps and then in Australia we also um, we normally get stuck on one side of the ground, so we normally have a big boundary short boundary, and that can help. Uh, in your mind reading of what a, a guy's going to do. They're obviously going to mm-hmm. try and target shorter boundaries or vice versa. And you can, um, yeah, if you know a way a guy plays and short boundaries, you can always weigh in the odds and try and work it out. So I try and explain it like it's a bit like a, a poker hand and you're, yeah. all you're trying to do is play the odds, play the percentages. And if if the percentages are in my favour, I'm happy with that option and I'll go with that. But rarely will I, um, yeah, make a really bad call for no reason it's yeah it's got to be um i work through things and make try and make my decision with all the information i've got no it's it's, uh, it's interesting to hear your your mindset there i mean you performed you performed fantastically well in your first season in the in the big bash you took 14 wickets um the most of any player um is that just was that just again just you know you were just you were your game was really starting to get to it's it's you knew your game you knew your bowling really well yeah I, I look back and the first three years my three years at Hobart I still look back and go I absolutely had no idea what I was doing as in I, I obviously mustered but I just feel like I don't have it didn't have a clear mind and it wasn't as simple as what it was or not, not that it's simple but my mindset isn't as simple what it is now so um but then the results were they're probably almost identical of what I've been doing when I have been completely conscious of what's going on. So it's a hard one to um, figure out. I think I read the game much, much better now, but um, yeah, it, it just suited the way I played. And I don't know, maybe it's a bit of everything as well. Batters weren't quite as ambitious or didn't have their game set up as well then. So you got away with a bit more, of your bowling, whereas these days everyone's so clear on their plans and where they want it, what they want to do and their skills that um, if you miss, it's yeah, it's game over. So it's um, bit of both. Yeah, I still feel my first couple of years I had no idea what I was doing. That I was a pretty experienced cricketer then. I would have been twenty nine or twenty eight, and yeah, still feel like I was just a deer in headlights and trying to figure it out on the run. Yeah. Just, just thought, how much do you guys? I mean, you obviously talk about you watch a lot. Um, and I know, you know, a lot of um, the squads and stuff now that, you know, you, you do a lot of looking at, you know, and analysing opponents or stuff, analysing your own technique and what you're doing. But 
watching a lot of it. I mean, do you as a bowling unit, do do you spend a lot of time watching? Like, so if you know you're playing against Adelaide strikers on a on a Thursday, are you are you getting together as a as a, as a bunch of bowlers and watching what you're going to be coming up against? Uh, no, the the Australian method these days is more so. Um, oh, sorry. I won't say Australian method. Back in, in Adelaide, when I was in Adelaide in the last year in Brisbane, it's more of a, um, all the footage is there. We've actually got this amazing app on our phone where I can search anything I want. Oh, and watch cool. it all there, um, which is cool. But yeah, it's more, because some guys don't like, I don't actually like watching footage because you don't get the context of the game. Like yeah. so if a guy's playing a shot and he hits a six over cover, you don't actually understand if it's, he might have faced eight dot balls and then he has to play this ridiculous shot and it's a six over cover because mm-hmm. he's just swinging blindly. There's mm-hmm. no no context to what the game situation is. So I prefer to watch the full games and all that. So um, it's each to their own. Some guys like watching stuff. Some guys don't. Some guys like watching their own stuff more so. Um, I sort of tend to see myself as the father figure or the leader of the information for the bowling units that I play in these days. So I'll sort of work out a plan that I think will work for each of my, normally my fast bowlers. Um, generally, I like to stick with my right armers because my left armers, I feel it's a different it's a different PhD. I don't have a PhD in left arm bowling. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. So in Adelaide, I had four other right arm fast bowlers. So that was a nice, easy mindset to work through with everyone. So and then what, how you think their matchup will best work against each of them. And we'll just chit chat and we normally just sit down on the field and have a real 10, 15 minute chit chat. And then because we're in Adelaide, we all live together in the same hotel. You find these organic conversations happen all the time. You go and mm-hmm. have a coffee and a breakfast and cricketers talk about cricket. It's what we do. So mm-hmm. you just sort of, these plans just come up and you work through them and we all sort of get there um, in the end. So yeah, I, I just love talking about all that stuff, but my preparations, a lot of visualization. And if you had told me, three or four years ago that I would say that I like to visualize, do visualization. I would have called you a dick and told you to shut up. And then I finally realized that I do so much of it. I just don't actually sit down and uh, dedicate time to it. I don't sort of go, right, I'm going to sit down here and visualize what's happening Mm -hmm. today. It might be, I don't know, I'm having a shower and I start thinking about what Dre Russ might do if I bowl here and bowl there and I'll, work out a formula. If he does this, I'll do that. If he's going there, I'll do this. And then that put that to bed. And then I don't know, I might be brushing my teeth and start thinking about what if Baz McCollum starts coming at me and gives himself space, what am I going to do? And just try and I try and have a scenario planned out for every movement where I will go and what my option will be. Um, yeah. So I try and get all that sorted. Sometimes with our back-to-back games, only a day between, it's a bit challenging sometimes to figure every scenario out, but <coughs> I've only got a fair idea. <clears throat> Doesn't always go to plan, though, I'd imagine, as well, all that visualisation. Sometimes you can just get on the park and things can go out the window and you've got to, you've got to react to... Uh, yes and no. I think if things go out the window, it's normally because you're bowling junk. Right, So. Okay. That doesn't mean the plan's wrong. It just means no, your what, I mean, what I mean is maybe Dre Ross decides today that he doesn't want to try and put you over long over six and he tries to, I don't know, the batsman does something that they... That right. They, um, you know. 
Yeah, really. Normally, I th- that happens. Normally, winning because they're doing something they don't normally do. Um, yeah, I do. I have two or three occasions in my mind throughout probably my big gash career that I sort of go, "Wow, I did not see that shot coming," and they still haunt me to this day. Yeah, I remember J- John O'Wells, little Wellsy, was playing for Hobart, and I was in Adelaide. And he ran down and smacked me over my head, and I was like, "I never ever thought that was going to happen. I did not see that." And it still bugs me to this day. Yeah, but uh, yeah, those sorts of things. So. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But, but otherwise, otherwise, if somebody tries to do something out the ordinary, you, you're quite, that makes you feel good. It makes you feel like, well, I yeah. might be doing something right. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say so. If you go, well, I haven't seen that before. Because rarely will a guy be able to perfect a shot that he's never shown on TV before. Mm-hmm. As in, it's, you don't normally just bring it out and it's perfect. So, um, <clears throat> And you'll hear whispers if guys are doing heaps of laps and whatever. There's normally enough players from different states and different teams that you'll um you'll get some information that this guy's been working on this, blah, blah, blah. So <coughs> hopefully. James James Hopes. James Hopes is James Hopes is kicking about gossiping. Sorry, mate. Sorry. You mentioned that you mentioned Hopes. He's James a bit Hopes. Of a gossip. Well, Hopes he's our he's our assistant coach, so he knows everything. Sometimes <laughs> he, he knows then. too much. Yeah. He sounds yeah, like the perfect he sounds like the perfect yeah. assistant coach. Um No, he's very good. You, 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 you. Then you, you know you did really, really well. Once again, called back into the, called back into the Australian national team um, for yep. two T twenties v Sri Lanka. You know, talk to me again. You know, did you, you know again? <clears throat> that, that was that was that was that. Must have been a bit more. You you knew, you you'd had a taste, but you must have known that there was potential that you could have maybe got back in. Yeah, I, I think I was bowling pretty well at that stage, so I think. I've got, I think, in my, I can't really remember, but I remember, actually, I can remember. I was thinking I should get a call from a number I don't know here on my phone. Yeah. Um, on the day, I knew the day it was going to be announced, and I was like, right, I think I should get a call here. And yeah. <clears throat> I was out having lunch in, in Tassie and, yeah, in Hobart, and call came. So um, that was cool. Um, yeah, it was almost, I reckon that was one of my goals. So once getting there and then falling out the other end of it and, Mm-hmm. Getting sacked from Queensland and getting a Tassie, my goal was I, I want to get back there just to prove that that wasn't a fluke and yeah, <clears throat> that was what I wanted to do. So yeah, that was a bit of a um, yeah, pretty proud moment. I reckon I went I went out to the golf course that afternoon and in Tassie it's like Scotland, it's light till real late. So I reckon I was playing nine holes by myself at I don't know seven thirty at night, just thinking how cool is this and yeah, it's all sort of worthwhile and yeah, got there in the end. But then performance-wise, yeah, let myself down. Probably got a little bit overawed by the occasions there. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you look back at some of my little errors in that game, like something wasn't quite right. I don't know if you overthink it or whatever. But yeah, I dropped a catch. Tough catch, but I dropped the catch and missed a pretty simple run out. And <clears throat> yeah, got a little bit lost in one of the games as well as in reading the situation. So disappointing, but yeah, nice to get another well, chance. Well, listen, listen, disappointing for you because you know how hard you work as a, as a cricketer, but you're representing your country again. <laughs> um, is, is something you, you'd be very proud of. You know, you must be so proud of your father that he played for his country. You know, you've got your boys. You're going to be, you know, to be able to tell your boys, your two boys, that you, your dad, you know, dad played for Australia. I'm sure one of them already knows that now. He's getting, he's getting a little bit older now. What age are your boys? Uh, yeah, Ollie's four. And uh, little okay, yeah. uh, Williams, Williams one and a half. So, yeah, Ollie's last Big Bash was all over it. I think he thinks Big yeah. Bash is kind of like... Everyone's dad plays Big Bash. I think he sort of thinks yeah. that. Like, he's at that age. Um, 
<laughs> but no, he yeah, he didn't really like cricket. And then after Big Bash last year, yeah, I, I've been bowling that many balls to him. It's it's ridiculous. But um, no, it's it's awesome. That was part of the main move that I came back to Brisbane. Brisbane was just to um, bit I get the boys involved and my family more involved in in what I did yeah. get to do. So yeah, that was cool. No, good, good. So yeah, um, you then made another. You, you you know from here, this is where your story just kind of, you know, Ben Lachlan, you played absolutely everywhere as 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 I've mentioned. But the one of your one of your first moves was uh, 2013-14 season. You played. Um, you went over to New Zealand, and you played for the the Northern Knights. Um, yeah. Play, you know, talk to me about that move. So that was awesome. So I think the year prior, I went and played one game for Canterbury, just on a one-off, one T Twenty game, and so I got a little taste of the New Zealand cricket stuff there. And then the following year, this came up through a oh, an old cricketing coach that sort of contact that was working over there now. Um, yeah, so they used to try and run their, their, I think it was the Georgie Pie Big Bash, whatever they call it, Super Smash, prior to the Big Bash. So um, mm-hmm. a few players, overseas players could play in both and a couple of Aussies could come over and whatnot. So I got to go and play five or six games, I think, in New Zealand in the lead up to the Big Bash that year. And I um, oh, loved it. Playing in New Zealand was one of my all-time Great experiences. I met some awesome people over there, and we where, did you, where did you stay? Where was it exactly you stayed? Because I spent, I spent one season. I played in a, I stayed in Fangare in the North Island. Fangare, right, right up north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So where, whereabouts were you staying? So that that's part of ND. ND is basically almost the whole North Island of um right of New Zealand. But uh, we stayed based in Hamilton. So okay, Hamilton Park is the home ground there, which is about an hour from um, Auckland, but. So my first games for ND were um, there were some test matches, test matches or one days going on or something, and they decided to rest some of the Kiwi boys for workload, so they came back and played T20. So our ND team was Southie, Bolt, Vittori, um, Scott Styrus was playing, BJ Watling, um, Daniel Flynn, Dean Brownlee. Yeah, it was the whole team. Like, if, someone else, if someone else had to come back, I wasn't getting the game. So, um, yeah, that was just amazing. Like, I'd always – I'd actually met Dan Vittori once um, when we were in the uh, South Africa on that Aussie tour. They were there yeah. for the IPL starting just after that. So, I got to meet him once there. Had a man crush on him ever since then. And, um, yeah, to be able to go and play a few games with him towards the back end of his career was um, was amazing. Yeah, so that, that was super cool. And yeah, New Zealand, they're not as well funded as Australia are. So mm-hmm. everything's not on a silver spoon. There's not as many coaches. It's, it's got a bit more of a club cricket feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying the standards, anything like that, but you get in and get your work done by yourself and you're working with your teammates and you're doing a bit more of that. It's a bit more of the feeling that I like from a club team or from a, from a cricket team. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was awesome fun. I ended up playing. I must have done five years at ND. Well, as, yeah, as the as the years went on, it was the tournaments tended to clash a bit more. So I could only play two games or three games or mm-hmm. here or there. But um, yeah, I reckon I ended up having five seasons going back and forth there. So yeah, I've got some some really good friends from ND that I love. Yeah, catching up with and seeing. Oh, Ish Sodi, I forgot Ish Sodi, Mitch Satton. Yeah. Another couple. Wow. I mean, that's pretty much that's pretty much the end. Of it that's pretty much the New Zealand current the majority of New Zealand current team. I think they had ten in a one day team a couple of couple of months ago. Yeah, which was pretty cool. 
mental, mental. Yeah. Again, yeah. your favourite thing to do, Ben, is take six wickets in a game. Ah, uh, yeah, you, you like took, this you one. Took six, you took six for 28 vs Wellington, which equaled yep. the best figures for T20 in New Zealand. What a day. That was an amazing day. Did you, that one's on YouTube if you find that one. Um, oh, no. Is it? Okay, I'll, check, I'll, be, checking, I'll yeah, be checking that It's out. not great, but it's there. Um, interesting day. I got pumped. I had none for 22 off my first two. Um, and then took six for six off the last two. So, um, yeah, just got All involved. right, okay. So, that's a, yeah. that's a, so the, wickets, the six wickets came in, came in two overs. Yeah, I reckon I was on two hat-tricks or something like that. Yeah, it was just... Bloody hell. Oh, every York right bowl was perfect or just if I bowled top of off, it would just nick the top of off or, yeah, it was just a, a day out really, which was um, pretty cool. Don't, I don't think I've had another one, to be honest, since then. But, um, yeah, it was really good fun. I think it was our last game before I had to shoot back to Australia too. So that was um, great fun. Yeah, the good memories. Oh, um, unbelievable, mate. Unbelievable. Um, went back to Australia again, leading wicket taker. Um, in the Big Bash League for the Hobart Hurricanes with 18 wickets at a strike rate of uh, he took a wicket every 12.8 balls I mean that's that, you know that's why again I just classify you as you know a, a wicket taker a guy that's why I wanted it's so interesting to get inside your mindset yeah because I played playing with you you always just seemed like you were trying to make something happen and you would always make something happen and it shows in your your stats throughout your career yeah, I always try and keep stumps in play. Like, I don't like bowling bowling top of fourth. I think that's a bit, that's a waste, especially in T20. It's mm-hmm. a cut shot, I reckon. You've either got mm-hmm. to hit the stumps or you're hitting a wide line. I think there's not much mm-hmm. really in between, um, in between spots, yeah. But yeah, I also bowl a lot of the end, Jackie, so you get some junk wickets at the end. It's quite handy. You get well, a you're, 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 you're obviously, you talked about it earlier, you're, you're, you're magical with the slower ball. It's been a real... Real fine for you and your and your skills. You use it so well. I mean, so many bowlers try to do it, but I mean, it's it's, it's one you really need to back yourself because if it goes wrong, it can go horribly wrong, and you can get disappeared as a part doing it. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I think my whole thing with slower balls is they've got to have they've got to do something. They've got to have some revs on them, or they've got to swing or do something. If you're just mm-hmm. going to bowl a ball that's slower, you get no chance. So, yeah, I think it needs to be a ball that if you bowl six in a row, you're as Good a chance of getting a wicket as bowling six seam up balls in a row. Um, so yeah, I and mine's now. Well, it's been so ingrained for a long time. My whole action and everything. So it's such a like I probably bowl it better than I can bashing top of off with an outswinger. So it's just mm-hmm. yeah, it feels so natural to me. And like I've even got what my finger now bends. You probably can't see that. It sort of bends yeah, around yeah, yeah. the ball okay, now the way I best. hold it. Yeah. So it's that you bowl that many. It's sort of just. I don't know, your bone structure changes and all that sort of yep. stuff. Yeah. But um, no, it's cool. Yeah. it's. I'd like to see more guys coming on the scene that really, it's like so much time has to go into working on them. Whereas mm-hmm. you, young kids these days, I talk to them and they're like, oh, I've got a slow ball. And they go, oh, I bowled two this net session. And you're like, well, two balls. That's, that means you'll bowl a hundred of them in a, in a year. Like, yeah. That's you're not going to perfect the ball yeah. on two every net session. So you need to get your thousand hours up or whatever it is to 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 get it to match ready so you can back it on under pressure situations. So yeah, sometimes I think we lose we lose focus on that a little bit. Well, you know that you obviously you've still got 
still a young man, still still a good few seasons left in you, but there's definitely a scope there for you to go on and be a coach, and I'm sure you'd be perfect to to teach teach the next generation that. 2013 is also a season where you know things really. I mean, really started really started going into overdrive. I mean, you were signed um, to go and play in the IPL for the for the Rajasthan Royals. Bank balance just kind of went a bit like you know, cha-ching. Uh, all those so, years of effort. Yeah, 13 would have been CSK. Would have been Chennai. Um, all right. Okay. My, my mistake. Yeah. My mistake. You're right. But um, yeah, if you go further deeper there. Um, you notice that I got bought for twenty thousand US dollars. Yeah, um, which I was happy with. But yeah, I yeah. think um, uh, I was in the auction. You're watching the auction, and I think yeah, I came out after Chris Morris. I was the person after Chris Morris. And Chris, we had the same starting price of twenty thousand, whatever how many lakh that was. Um, yeah, I think Chris Morris ended up at eight hundred and forty. And I said, I started yeah, at twenty or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just amazing how like. And we're in the same team, how things change. Yeah. But no, like going to India and playing was just ridiculous. And to go to a team like Chennai with so many superstars in it was, um, yeah, amazing. And yeah, if you haven't been to India, Pakistan's obviously the same. Um, how different the culture and the love of cricket and how ingrained it is in the people and fanatical they are. It's, yeah, something that's got to be seen if you're a cricket fan. Well, we're on it. Can we just talk about your IPL then and the years that you played? Um, I don't want to make a mistake again. Tell me which years that you, you played IPL and which teams you played for. So I was at CSK and I played two games. Yeah, I, got, I think uh, Morris was late coming over, so I got to play the first game. And that was against Mumbai and Sashin and Ricky opened the batting. So that's pretty hell. cool. Yeah, that was, that's pretty cool. I remember Dirk Nannis blew off Sashin's pad and... No one really wanted to appeal, but they sort of had to, yeah. So that was, um, yeah, because I heard it's cool. like an anti climax when Sachin gets given out and in India uh, is like a silence. It's like, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was like, oh, do we just go home now, do we? Yeah, <laughs> so, um, that was cool. Yeah, amazing to play in a game like that. And then, yeah, I got one more game that year. Um, but yeah, didn't nail either of them. I don't think I was horrendous. Oh, maybe I was horrendous, but yeah, didn't nail them. And then, um, Missed out for probably two years, I think, and then went back to got picked up by the Sunrisers at yep. Hyderabad. The year they won it the previous year, so yeah, got picked up there. And um, I was probably bowling the best I've ever bowled going into that thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had a great big bash and had really gone well everywhere, and just didn't get a gig. I got a bit sick. Um, got a bit sick. Sorry, shaky there. Yeah, got a bit no, sorry, sick sorry. and um, missed the practice game and sort of had no chance to force, force your hand and yeah, became a net bowler for two and a half months, whatever it is. So that was disappointing not to get a go when I think at that stage I would have, um, that was my best chance to really open it up and have a good crack at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I might have missed another one or two years maybe. Was think. it 2008, oh, yeah. 2018 then that you went to yeah, Rajasthan? That was Rajasthan, yeah. It might have been the year after. Yeah, in Rajasthan, um, which was awesome. I, I'm trying to think how that connection worked there. I don't really know. I think I might have just, they might have just liked me. Normally, you know someone, but I think that was just, uh, they might have liked what I was doing. Yeah. Um, and Rajasthan was great. I got to play, uh, not sure, seven, eight, nine games or something there. Yeah. So that was, um, that was really cool to be part of that and be able to play. I didn't nail it. It wasn't horrendous, but didn't nail it again. But um, yeah, really cool. And I sort of was a bit more of a bowling coach there, which was great to be able to um, talk to some of the guys and, 
to have guys. What's it like? Josh. What's it like out there, Benny? What's like a a day in the IPL playing for? Was it did it diff, Was it different much between the three teams that you played for? Like, what do you um, do on a daily basis? I mean, to me, it just looks like you play a game in the late afternoon. You, you know, you chill with your mates. There might be a party in the evening or something with a couple of <laughs> Hollywood stars. I mean, what 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 what's it like? Yeah. So, um, I think that was IPL one or two which was a bit like that. And then um, yeah. a bit more party, party scene. And then when I got there, IPL three at Chennai was pretty, they were pretty family. So a lot of partners out, kids out, all that sort of stuff. So that was a nice culture there. Um, sunrises. I used to be, who was it? Me, Davey Warner, Kane Williamson and Moses on were sort of the four overseas and post game. We would go to Davey's room and play 500 order, order a pizza and, go to bed at like five in the morning or something. Someone yeah, okay. might have had one, one, one beer once in a while, but yeah. I don't think I got drunk that whole tour. So it's like, yeah, people think IPLs all good and glamour and we're basically sitting there eating pizza and talking crap. Yeah. And then uh, Registown was, was great. They were probably more of a, uh, more of an all in as in owners are a lot around a lot more, um, and all great people and all sort of in together and a bit more camaraderie between marketing departments and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, that was mm-hmm. a really good feel at, at Rajasthan as well. Um, and you and you also change in your life. So I had no kids. I wasn't even married when I went to Chennai. I think I was, was I engaged. I think I was engaged. And then yep. to the Rajasthan, you've, you've got a, one kid, another kid on the way. So you're spending, you might spend four or five hours on FaceTime talking, yeah, talking crap yeah. to the little fella. So it's, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, your life experience changed as well, but no, it's all um, it's all cool. And yeah, India is just an amazing place to to be on. But yeah, the they're pretty full on days. Yeah, you don't get too many down days in the IPL. It's either travelling, playing, or doing a promo, trying to dance, yep. dance and make people laugh. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, it's good fun though. And player wise, I mean, you played with superstars out there in these tournaments. Who who do you have fond memories of of getting to know that you've maybe never met before? Um, oh, I got to meet Josh Butler, which was pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I'm, I think I used to sit next to Josh on the, on the bus. And it was, um, so during this IPL was when he got, he might've got eight fifties in a row. And then they yeah. picked him for the test match on the back of that, basically. Yeah. So yeah, just having chats to him about where his mind sort of got to and how clear he was and how well he was reading the game. That, yeah, mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Um, learned a great life lesson. Um, so Stokesy, Ben Stokes was in that team as well. And it was the post the, uh, event that happened with, um, the, the fight, whatever Stokesy got in. Yeah. 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 So I'd sort of, um, I'm, I'm very much against anything like that. So I'd sort of put a line through Stokes. It was like, he's no, I'm not, I'm not getting in time today. He's no good and yeah, then, yeah. to meet the person and how, generous and kind-hearted and loving this man is and um, mm-hmm. what a cracking teammate and person to be with. Yeah, gave me a big uh, sense that some people can make mistakes occasionally or yep. even though I think he, he didn't even make a mistake, he just got portrayed that he did. Um, yep. Yeah, you've got to give people, people can make mistakes and you can you can learn from that. And yeah, so that was a nice life lesson to learn at 34 or whatever I was at that yep. stage, um, yep. which was cool. But um. Yeah, all these great people you meet. Um, like to get to know Miss Downey a little bit it was amazing as a yeah, as a, a bench player and see him and the way he goes about things. Um, 
yeah, you meet some amazing people. And even all the coaches, like Warney's fighting around and all these sorts of people. So, yeah, it's, it's strange to think that I've actually met all these amazing, wonderful people. But, yeah. And uh, even some of the Indian guys, like a Jinky Rahani, I've never met probably a more beautiful and kind-hearted man than, than what he is and with his time and, yeah, how they go about things and how they have to deal with the different world. Like we're living over in India and the fanfare and things compared to what um what goes on a little quiet, quiet beachside nursery where I'm from. Yeah. Yeah. No, look, I could, that stuff I could listen to. You're the first proper person I've been able to really pick the brains of of the whole IPL experience, it just sounds, just sounds, sounds amazing. Sounds tiring. Sounds like you know, it's, yeah. it's no, remember it's, not, it's not what it all portrayed like that. You're just all having yeah. a, like a royal party. Dirk, um, nah, you go through some dark days, that's for sure. Um, I remember Dirk Nannis was with me at Chennai. And he'd done, he might have done every IPL up until then, and he told me there's everyone hits breaking point. It might be week two, week six, or week eight. Everyone hits breaking point, and you have a couple of dark days, and you, you sort of come out the other side. But um. Yeah, it's tough, especially as you get older and you've got family and kids at home, like being away. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nightmare. But fortunately you're doing something that you love, so it's um it's sort of uh pros and cons. Yeah. Yeah. You went on again, I mean, just to go through a couple of years, you, you then made another move. Um you took the plunge to move to the Adelaide Strikers um around two thousand and fourteen. Um you went on to take thirteen wickets in your first season there. 2000, by 2015, you became the first bowler in Big Bash to take 50 wickets. Mate, that's, um, that's a phenomenal achievement. Yeah, it must be one you're very proud of. Yeah, um, pretty cool. I think I've played the most game, Shaggy, so you probably shouldn't take the most wickets, shouldn't you? But, um, yeah, you're no, very, it's cool. Very, you're, um, very, you're very humble, mate. You're very humble. But, no, <laughs> still, I, I give you, you still got to take those wickets. Still got to get them. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's cool. And it's probably something I'll look back on more when it's all done and whatever but um no it's cool it's nice to me and yeah moving to Adelaide was great it was um I, I was done in Tassie and Hobart so yeah it was mentally needed a bit of a freshen up and try and get back into it and uh Darren Berry who was coach of Adelaide at that stage yeah was a big fan and I've always wanted to work with Darren so that was um that was cool to be able to get over with him and he had a real defensive bowling mindset and that was the way he was trying to get his squad together so um yeah, I loved it. it. Worked really well, and yeah, I think I've been having five years in Adelaide, which was it's been awesome fun. No quality. 2016 as well. Nine wickets at an average of 14.9. You know, you've 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 been doing it, um, and, and you know, all over for for many many years. And you're you're probably one of the, along with one of your old mates who you played out with Playsteel, Yasser Arafat. Used to have just taken the T20 franchise ticket by storm. I mean, you played. You you, you came up. Yasser and you were acquainted again at some points in the Big Bash. Yeah, we had a couple of games against each other at Perth. Yeah, which was um, which was cool. And yeah, bumped into Yas here and there, which is always nice. Um, he actually sent me randomly. I hadn't spoken to him for probably a year. Yas, he sent me a little photo of me and Steno, and um, I think it was the amateur from from Greenock that year. Oh, I can't remember what his name was. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were up on some castle top somewhere. It was an old Polaroid that he had a photo of, and it was, yeah, it yeah. was cool. But, um, yeah, amazing to, yeah, all the people you meet along the way. And, yeah, nice to be intertwining with Yasser. But, yeah, but Yasser had an amazing career. Um, and I think, um, yeah, his stats are just ridiculous. I don't think he ever got much, enough credit for what he actually did in the game. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've actually recorded with him as well, Benny, so you need to watch out oh, for cool. his, watch yeah, out yeah. his episode. But yeah, he probably should have played more internationally for, for Pakistan with his with what yeah. his, that especially especially in the T twenty format. Uh, yeah. but it's pretty cool for me, you know, being back in Scotland to see you guys playing against each other um, all these years later and you know leading leading performers in your team as well. Amazing. I want to talk to you about a moment that you were part of. A bit of controversy here, Benny. Uh, we've got to bring the controversy in. Where uh, you were playing in a game, a big bash game, and the commentator Mark Howard is reported uh, as, yeah. um, as, as, as as sending a message through to Brad Hodge to let him know that you'd had you'd got Shane Watson out twice in the last eight balls, and it was a yeah. big 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 conspiracy afterwards, and it got investigated. It was like the, the game was brought into disrepute. Um, what, do you remember, what, what went down there? Um, oh, have you seen it or have you just read the article, Shaggy? I've just read up on it, mate. I've, right. I've read up yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was um, tongue-in-cheek. There's a little bit of like uh, things line up that make it look a bit bad. So um, yeah. we have a stats guy who does all our stats and gives us interesting stuff. And he actually walks, works for Fox Sports as well. So he was sort of sitting on screen and he was the one that gave the information to... Howie to play, uh, to relate yeah. to um, Hodgie. So it wasn't really, they were just having tongue in cheek. Hodgie's always having a giggle with the, with the boys. I think what I was smacking him and they sort of said, oh, what are you going to do here, Hodgie? And he goes, I don't know. What have you got? You guys got any ideas? And I think Howie said, oh, Ben's actually got a get, get Ben Laughlin on. Whatever. Something like that. Yeah. And um, which was weird. And I remember I was at mid-off and Hodgie would have been hiding at 45 or something. And he was like, right, next over this end. And I was like, it's the third over. Like, I don't bowl before the sixth over. Like I might bowl the last over the power play. That's it sort of thing. And then never early. And I was like, this, this doesn't make sense. This is way too early, but whatever. Yeah. Right. I'll, I'll have a crack. This doesn't suit me. And uh, what I hit me for 20 or something, didn't he? Or 15. That never gets talked about. Yeah. So, so all right. Okay. So it totally backfired. So what is oh. it? You know, people always trying to make a big deal out of nothing. I mean, yeah. if you got him out, yeah. then I could understand. But if he twatted you, then, you know, yeah. <laughs> and did it work? I think we were, we were both, dead we both couldn't make the finals it was the last game of the year um mm -hmm. yeah there wasn't it's more of a public beat up on it i can understand how it, it could have gone pear shape if it was a bit more on the game and yeah i had to got a wicket and yeah but um yeah i think they both got a big talking to about that but yeah there was nothing um nothing nah, nothing back not much not much to it i'll nah, take you on to nah, a better a moment headline. um yeah, yeah. Know, i've seen this this one i have seen um Possibly the greatest catch ever taken in the history of cricket. Um, unfortunately, you don't even get given the credit for the catch. <laughs> nah, um, don't even but give it was uh, Dwayne Bravo batting, and he smacked this one off Rashid Khan, and it was comfortably heading for six. You've come fly, flying round, caught it one-handed. You were going over the rope. You weren't going to be able to keep it was, you, the catch would have been void, um, and you've, you've you've thrown the ball about thirty meters. I don't know who you threw it to. Maybe you can you can let me know who, who took it. Um, but you know, Damien Fleming on commentary reckoned it was the greatest bit of you know fielding he's ever seen in a cricket field. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> um, no, I threw it to uh, I threw it to Jackie Weatherall. Yes, a little backhander, Jackie, who was well, he was deep cover and I was long off sort of thing. So yeah, threw it to him and it was a little bit further away than I wanted to from him. So he sort of had to dive just to make it look. Look better as well, but um, yeah, it's uh, so that's took that catch at Eddie Had, or I don't know what's called now, it might still be called Eddie Had, which is the the ground in Melbourne where the Renegades play, but it's got a roof, 
mm-hmm. so the whole grounds cover and mm-hmm. and it's a different uh it's really different catching under the roof and, and i really enjoy it i remember catching it training the day before going can't drop one here this is like so easy i've seen them so well and normally i was thinking i was going to drop three or four but um yeah it was one of those i play out a lot of things in my head jay and i'd always thought of like well instead of trying to throw it up and get it yourself why don't mm-hmm. you try and give it some gas and throw it to someone that's already there sort of thing and they can yep. run onto it so yeah um i'd sort of played that in my head beforehand and it all sort of lined up yeah fortunately when I so caught did you it, take, landed, did you so where who was it you threw, did you 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 were you were aware of where your your man was that you wanted to throw I knew I had a deep I knew I had a deep a deep cover yeah so if I got it high enough and in his direction he should be able to run around and sort of get there I don't think I actually saw him it was just that's where he sort of should be I'll throw it that way sort to of get, thing. to give it yeah. to give it height give it distance and he should be able to yeah. get it somewhere there yeah. I could have missed Mate. him by 20 metres and looked like a dick, but worked out all right. Yeah, amazing, amazing. <laughs> Look, it's, um, we, 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 you've obviously, you're still playing. You're still, um, is it, you're, you're still, still Adelaide. You've also had, you no, know, no, up in Brisbane now. So Back up in Brisbane, Brisbane now. Brisbane last year, yeah. So I did the full circle. So I started up here and I'll hopefully finish up here if I can. They've got some love for you again back up in Queensland. They're back, yeah. Brisbane do. Queensland, not so much. But yeah, Brisbane boys do, which is all right. Good. So, good, yeah. good to hear. And obviously back near family again. Must be loving that. Yeah, actually. So they came previous season. Um, got my mum and all that sort of tickets and stuff for the year. Mum said it's the first time she's seen me play in 10 years where she can cheer like with the home team. Like it's always, yeah. I'm always playing at the Gabba as the away team. And yeah, yeah. so that was, that was nice for her to say that. And yeah, to have my cousins come and my nieces and nephews and all that sort of stuff is um, class, mate. It's cool. class. It's nice to be able to, yeah, and get the boys come out on the oval with me after games and try and slog a few. So yeah, it's good fun. No, it's, it's quality, mate. You look like you're in a, you know, a fantastic twilight of your, your career now. Um, you know, you're, you've got your family, it's great, you know, great future. So what's, what's the, What's your future aspirations, Benny? I mean, how many more years do you think you're likely to play? Um, I've got one more on contract, so um, which is this one. So we'll see how this plays out. But um, I, at this stage, I want to keep going and play for as long as I can. Yeah, I still love it, still enjoy it. Um, I'm sort of working through the mind at the moment to um, I reckon I've got two more weeks and then I start bashing myself again and yep. getting in a lot of pain from running and strength and bowling and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I'm working up to that. But um, yeah, it triggered, it affords me to have such a, a great lifestyle now, especially being a, a franchise player. I'm left to my own devices. So if I rock up out of shape or unhealthy or, or injured, it's all my fault sort of thing. So I get complete mm. reign over my program and I can train when I want to train and I'm not relying on schedules from other people. So it's, um, yeah, it's pretty cool to have that much freedom to be able to do stuff so it's, it's is, there, is, well there anything, is there anything overseas that you that you're you're, you're, you're obviously we're in the mid, middle of a of a pretty strange um, time but what is it yeah. was there anything on the horizon i was uh, i was actually in india playing and they um it was like a master's league when this whole thing sort of blew up i think okay. Sachin was playing and a few other guys so oh, i, I was that. in the old i, I, I was think, in the old yeah everyone was scared crapless of him because he was too far fast so um yeah, so we were there for that, and I was supposed to go to um, 
there was a World 11 versus an Asian 11 in Bangladesh that was supposed to happen. Okay. Um, but that fell over because of all this as well. So, yeah, that didn't end up happening. But, um, yeah, I, I didn't – yeah, my season wasn't good enough to probably get too many more gigs this winter. So, it hasn't really affected me too much. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, um, I played in the Abu Dhabi T10 last year, which was um, – Great fun. Oh really yeah, well, hey, enjoying well, fun. I, I seen, I seen you, 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 know, you turned into a bit of a model these days as well. As I seen a picture of you, I'll probably use that one when I, when I promote our, pro, promote our show. Um, right. how, what can, what's that? What's, what's the, what's that like to play? In? Oh, awesome! Great fun. Yeah, and the timing of it leading into Big Bash, it's um, it's basically you go and do two hours of death bowling every night for yeah two weeks against the best players in the world. So it's um, yeah. from that point of view, it's great and. There's not massive amounts of pressure on you, as in the bowling-wise, because everyone just yep. gets smacked. So it's sort of, yeah, a, yeah it's, it's not a horrible, when you get whacked, you don't feel as bad as you do in normal games, I suppose. Um, but yeah, so that's perfect. So I think that's slated to be kicking off, I think it's early November, I think. Um, okay. So yeah, hopefully that'll, everything's sort of sorted by then and that goes ahead. So that'd be great to play that and then into Big Bash again. And yeah, to be honest, Shaggy, that's, I'm pretty happy if that's my year. I'd, yeah, and really dislike going away for too long. So T10's only. Two yeah, weeks it must away. be getting must be um, getting must be getting harder and harder every time now. Your two boys are, are at that really amazing stage yeah. where dad being around yeah, is, is, is a big is a big key. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know. You got to weigh up money and family and all these sorts of things. So yeah, I'm sort of leaning towards as long as I can keep just doing big bash and maybe one more little one. Um, a lot of time at home and the family is really good. And do you yeah. see yourself transitioning into staying in the game and going into coaching? Uh, I really enjoy the coaching side, but yeah, just the travel again is um, the big deterrent there. So hopefully I can do stuff. I think I'll be involved in something if it's either setting up my own little uh, one-on-one coaching sort of thing, or if it's doing some mentoring down at the, um, the center of excellence at Brisbane, yeah. um, some of the junior cricketers, that'd be great. But yeah, I don't, a little big bash bowling role would be fine. Yeah, that would be yeah, right. Going, that would be going overseas. That would be right up your street. Yeah, not having, so, having travelling around, just travelling around Australia would be all right, as long as you didn't have yeah. to leave the leave the country. Yeah, that's at this stage. Yeah, that's sort of where I'm at. But yeah, life changes a little bit. But um, no, I, I love it, and it seems a waste. Um, I don't know. You've sort of done all this. Sort of, if you if it wasn't cricket, if it was a different profession, you would have done all this study and all this. And if you just walk away from it after 20 years um, it's a bit of a waste of all your study and stuff isn't it so hopefully well, I can I think you've got so much to pass, so much experience to pass on to the next generation of young young fast bowlers coming through in Australia especially with all this T20 around I mean you're a, you're a master of T20 cricket you've done it all over the world so I'm pretty sure somebody will, will snap you up in Australia and, but for now you know good luck with the rest of your rest of your career Mate, it's been a it's been an absolute pleasure, list, you know, talking to you. I just you know it's it's been so long. Um, I really really appreciate. It. Again, I pinged you a message, asked you if you'd come on, and it was you know easy easy to sort out. We had to we had to work out the time difference a little bit, but you know that was <laughs> that was pretty that was pretty straightforward. What time is it now in your end? Uh, what hour? We were probably about nine pm or something. So yeah, it's time to crash. I had to make it when the kids were asleep, mate. Otherwise, we wouldn't have got it done. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was thinking you might have the two, <laughs> might have the two boys jumping, jumping all over them. But look, no, you go and yeah. you go and rest up and enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you very much for joining me, and, and please, uh, please spread the word if you can of, of the of my of my show. Um, and I'm, I'm looking to speak with 
cricketers from all over the world, so there should be some good content for people in Australia to, to have a watch. No worries. Thanks for having me, Shaky. Good, good to catch up. Cheers, brother. Cheers.